Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Come one, shop all at the JCPenney Friends and Family Sale. Through Wednesday, use your 30% off coupon inside the JCP app and shine on with up to 60% off diamond solitaires and studs. Plus, get carried away with up to 70% off luggage from Samsonite, American Tourister, Skyway, and more. Anyone shops, everyone saves. We got your holiday. JCPenney. Offers valid on select items through 12-7. Offers reflect after coupon savings. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. It's time to spoil the 402. Welcome to the Nebraska Hawks. These guys are brave. They're Hawkeyes living in enemy territory. Listen, these guys are way past their point. But they're still Hawkeyes. They're spreading the Hawkeye hype to all of Nebraska. The Frost Advisory is cancelled! Corn Huskers? More like Corn Suckers. Are you ready for this podcast? Let's go Hawks! All right, welcome back to the Nebraska Hawks Nest, your bitter Hawkeye oasis located in a Nebraska desert. We're doing a special show for you guys today for all of the grieving Hawkeye fans out there that watched our team completely poop the bed yesterday. Um, it was that was hard to watch, boys. Um, we needed to get together and have a venting session, a little bit of therapy for us and for all the other Hawkeye fans. Guys, make sure to hit the like and subscribe button, notification bell and all, uh, so we can keep doing these videos, keep spreading the Hawkeye love throughout Nebraska and beyond, even though they took the Heroes Trophy from us. The Corn Belt is gone. Um, I'm in negotiations with a couple Husker fans right now to hand that over for the next year. And... Uh, we're not going to be having it. So, um, but first of all, um, this special episode, very, very fitting since we sucked so bad yesterday, is brought to you by <laughs> Suck It, Suck It Vacuum Repair. Because if it doesn't suck, we give up. So that's uh, very fitting for today. They stepped up and wanted to sponsor this one. So we appreciate everybody at Suck It Vacuum Repair. Guys, Iowa 17, Nebraska 24. They were up 24 to nothing at one point. I remember I looked over at Matt in the first two to three minutes of this game and said, I'm a little worried right now. They were, Nebraska was playing at a speed that we couldn't, couldn't match. You know, you would have thought they were playing for the West Division Championship the way that they played. Sloppy, unorganized, 
unconventional Iowa football. Kyle, I'm going to start with you. Let me know what your thoughts are for from what from what you saw from your perspective. And uh, I think this game, the outcome, really surprised us all. Yeah, I was really surprised too. I was outside uh, washing our cars and uh, was tuning in uh, a little bit late. Um, within I think halfway through the second quarter, and as soon as I checked in, I was. You know, I was expecting to hear that, you know, Hawkeyes are buzzing around. We're doing great. Uh, you know, it's going to be another Vic. And uh, sure enough, um, I can't remember what the score was. I think it was uh, – it might have been 24 nothing at that point. I can't remember. But I, I remember, you know, I was, I was very surprised. I was very disappointed. And, you know, it was one of those things where I stopped what I was doing and started watching a little bit. And, man, I noticed, you know, in Nebraska they were humming around. Everybody was flying to tackles, uh, and you know Iowa. I, I, I immediately thought about our conversation on our last podcast about how, you know, what what I was afraid of what uh, of happening did happen. Nebraska's got really nothing to lose, and so it's, you know, whatever speech their captains came up with, whatever whatever happened in the locker rooms behind the scenes the scenes during the prep, uh, week of preparation, um, you know. They uh, wanted to go out with a bang, and uh, Iowa might have rested on their laurels a little bit and sat back and relaxed, thinking that this was going to be a pushover. I don't know. There was a breakdown, obviously, somewhere. Yeah, Matt, we uh, we looked completely disheveled and, and unprepared for that game yesterday. The, the team did not come out looking like they were ready to play in this football game whatsoever. What are your thoughts from that yeah. horrendous performance? And tell us tell us what you saw from your perspective. Well, I saw a whole team that was not – they didn't act like they wanted to be there. They all played really choppy. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. We had some injuries that, unfortunately, um, didn't help our situation out anymore either. I don't know if they didn't practice on Thanksgiving, had too much turkey. They were too slow from that. Uh, I'm not sure, but Nebraska was clicking on all cylinders. Um, they made us look like a junior college team. That's for sure. Uh, they, they definitely deserved to win. When you let somebody go up 24, nothing in the first half on you and on an offense that can't score very many points. I mean, that's just recipe for disaster right there. Yeah, no, you're you're right, Marty. I don't know how things what the atmosphere was at, at uh, the Sauce House, but um, a, a Hawkeye fan put on Twitter. He showed a picture of a uh, ooh, someone screaming in the background there. <laughs> Got kids playing Thanksgiving. Okay. All right, and, thing, uh, and, and kids are outside having fun. Uh, some, so. Someone sounded like they were getting abducted there. I got a little worried. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in, in Marty, I don't well, know. They how are things... on the street, so who oh, knows? Okay. All right, <laughs> keep an eye on those kids, Marty. I'm know... watching them. I don't know what things were like at your house in the atmosphere. A Hawkeye fan posted on Twitter, a shattered uh, 70 inch big screen TV um, <laughs> said that they had 35 house guests over and he punched the big screen TV and ruined it, smashed it. And all the guests left and his wife packed their bags and took the kids to stay at her mom's house for the week. I was like, Oh my God. I mean, don't get me wrong. The thought crossed my mind, but um, what, what was it there like in your house? Bill caps flying around at your house adam <laughs> marty what, what tell <laughs> nothing, us about nothing expensive what what, what was your thoughts Marty, on what you saw well matt and kyle are being nice and professional i learned three things from this <laughs> game yesterday number one baby boy brian has to go 
Spencer should never have taken a snap this entire season. And the third one is Cooper DeGene is a stud and we missed him. Yeah. I read, I I don't know if this is a fact or not, but I read somewhere where all 24 points were scored on Cooper DeGene's backups. Yeah. I read the same exact stat that every single point Nebraska scored was tied to that freshman. Now, how can there be that big of a gap? I know Cooper's a great player, but if we lack depth that bad, again, the transfer portal, you know, why don't we get a couple guys that we can build a little bit of this depth that there's that big of a drop off? It's a football. It's not common for a guy like Cooper to make it the whole season and not have to come out a little bit for getting nicked up or banged up, and you com- you're completely unprepared with no depth whatsoever. The the receivers that he was guarding, Marty, I don't know if that he was defending. They were getting 10 to 12 yards of separation on him. I yeah. mean, he looked like he had no clue what he was doing. He was, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Matt said, I could have got, defended that guy better, and I kind of believe Matt. That, that he could. I mean, the guy looked like he didn't have any maybe business. Maybe not today. Maybe not today, but he didn't look like he had a bit, any business playing NAIA or Division Three football. I mean, it was horrendous. And not, you know, you know, not so, to, go ahead. You know something, something that the, uh, Brian, Brian Ferentz could have learned from yesterday, though? You got to give it to Nebraska in the fact that they went right after that position. Yeah. I mean, they made strategy change mid I mean, even mid-series, they they made strategy changes. Yeah. We don't make strategy changes mid-season. No. I mean, come on. No. You're we 100% should. right. Under this coaching regime, that's just not going to happen, no matter what. I mean, it is what it is. They stick to their formula, but you got to give it to Mickey Joseph. Like, uh, Kirk yeah. Ferentz, you know, you're in your 24th season. You got out-coached by Mickey Joseph big time. Yes. Mickey Joseph coached circles around you. Okay. We want to say, and I'm going to go off on a rant. Kirk, we want to say he's a legend in all these other things. No, I'm sorry. He's a great coach and a great guy, but you don't deserve to have the job security when you go seven and five and lose to a three and seven, three and eight team like we did. That was pathetic. Nobody on that field looked prepared to play. Yeah, with exception of maybe Jack Campbell. I mean, the defense hasn't looked elite like they normally have. You know, Casey Thompson threw the ball all over us. I mean, it was it was pathetic. And there needs to be changes made. The Iowa administration needs to step up and hold some people accountable. That you can't go seven and five, eight and four, six and six never win a Big Ten championship and be untouchable. That right there is why, Marty, why we don't make adjustments because he doesn't need to. He doesn't. He knows that if he does what he does now and goes seven, seven and five, we're, he's fine. He's never going to lose his job ever. That's not healthy in Division One college football. And guess what, guys? It's only going to get more difficult going forward with Nebraska hiring Matt Rule. I don't know how much you guys know about Coach Rule, but he's a hell of a football coach. I mean, that was a home run hire from them. That is best case scenario. Granted, he got fired in the NFL. Everybody gets fired in the NFL at some point. It just happens no matter what. Seems like it. They rotate. He turned Temple around. I mean, who gets Temple to be 
a, a strong football program. Matt Rule did. Matt Rule is was the reason why Baylor football is as good as it is. And you know, the, the guy is a player developer. That's what he is. That's what Nebraska needs. Um, a lot of people, you know, and we don't know how long he's going to stick around. A lot of people think he's going to go there, get Nebraska on the right track and bounce to a better job. You know, you can't see the future, but, um, I wanted to start out and get your guys' opinions. I'm going to start with the sauce. What, what do you feel, um, with this coaching hire? What, what grade would you give this Marty? I'd give it a good grade. Well, I don't know a lot about Matt rule, but, um, he certainly comes with a lot of praise and, and a good reputation. I think he hit it on the head when he said in the NFL, you really can't compare coaching in the NFL to coaching in uh, in college. It's it's just completely different. Same way as basketball, college basketball to the NBA. Uh, it, it, it's a whole different mentality. So I think yeah. it's a I think it's a good move. I think it's going to take a few years. What is going on there? <laughs> Apparently, they're out riding bikes. <laughs> well, motor, motorcycle driving. Oh, we got an extreme podcast today. This is awesome. Matt, I didn't you... know I was going to see a motorcycle drag race while we yeah. were podcasting. From the, fields of, from the fields of Iowa. I'm in Nebraska. I'm in oh, the yeah. enemy territory. All right. Yes, sir. Um, Matt, so, what do you think? Matt... crazy out here. Uh, Matt, then Kyle, right after uh, Matt, what do you think about the hire of Matt role at Nebraska? What grade would you I think? Uh, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be uh, a good hire for them. I think he's going to turn the program around. Um, I don't know how fast he's going to turn it around. I think it's going to take some time as, as big as that hole is, but the money they have in the NIL and being able to buy some players that way uh, could turn could turn that program around faster than what we would think, which is even going to be even worse for the Hawkeyes going forward. So, I I mean, great hire. Uh, They're going to do – he's going to do a lot there, and it's going to be scary what what he's capable of. Yeah, yeah. I think think we're in a lot of trouble, Kyle. Uh, I don't know, Kyle. You know, we know – it's well noted you're a big soccer guy, and that's where your passion is. So do you know much about Coach Rule at all? I don't. I just just hope that – you know, Nebraska looks, you know, does a deep dive into the past decade. Well, I should say past two decades. Um, and I know that they have in the past, but I hope they did it right, did it more this time. Anytime there's a coaching change, you always think that like, hey, look, as, you know, fans might look at it as, oh, he's not the right guy or, you know, the other side of the fan saying, oh, he's great and stuff. I just hope that like whoever's in charge of making those decisions has done it the right way and you hope that they've done the research and if they've made this decision and they want this guy, regardless of his history or background, I just hope it's the same. I just hope that, you know, it's, uh, I just hate seeing coaching change after coaching change. I, I think about the players that sucks, man. You know, it really yeah. does. Um, I'm very fortunate and I know, you know, we can, we can talk about coach Ferentz, you know, whether or not he should go or stay. But for me as a player, it's actually still really kind of cool to, oh, to yeah. know that he's still there. And when I go back to visit, like it's just like old times. Yeah. So. No. And I, like I said, you know, we're frustrated. I, you know, I think coach Ferentz has done a lot of great things, but you know, you're he's at that point where P- Paterno was, where Bobby Bowden was, you know, Philip Fulmer, maybe at Tennessee where you had, maybe stay too long and you lose touch with the the way things are developing um and the way that the game is changing and it really just seems like yeah you know, he he's unwilling to to evolve with it and some of the things he does are great and you know it, 
and again, I don't know, tons of respect for what he's done for us, but it's very, very evident that there needs to be some wholesale changes in the athletic department. Well, um, real quick, my, my hope, you know, in the locker room, behind the scenes, every single person, every single player was held accountable for their actions by other players, upperclassmen. It didn't matter who it was. I just hope that if, you know, when the coaches look at everything and they, they, they analyze the game and all that stuff and look at all the footage, I hope that, that someone someone is holding him a, him accountable too, you know, because, uh, yeah. you know, Coach Ferentz, he might be able to pull, put uh, point fingers at Brian, at, at, at whoever, whoever else. But I, I just hope that he and I've never been in the room with him when this when this goes down. So it may be happening. I don't know. I just don't know how open Coach Ferentz is to number one receiving productive criticism, but also is there someone in the room that's saying, "Hold on a minute here," you know, like because every once yeah. in a while someone, you know, every once in a while someone needs to get punched in the face and the excuse my language, but the balls at the same time with life, you know. Yeah. And everyone deserves that every once in a while. You know, Marty, um, I want to see, you know, to wrap things up, because this is going to be a quicker one, but Nebraska wanted it more. They were crisper. They were cleaner. They played with more passion. And again, you never would have thought in a million years, like, ha- you know, that this this win would have made Kirk third all time for uh, most wins in the Big Ten as a head coach uh, behind Bo Schembechler and Woody Hayes. He would have been number three. They had that to play for. They had a West, West Division championship and a, a Big Ten title game appearance to play for. None of that seemed to really motivate these guys too much because, like you know, like Matt and Kyle said, and you said too, they didn't seem like they wanted to be out there. It just they didn't have it. And then you get down twenty four to nothing and decide, okay, we better get going now. Yeah, this offense can't dig us out of a twenty four to nothing hole. They're not built to do that. Marty, what are your thoughts and what's your gut feeling? on if there's going to be changes in the off season and what those might be. Well, <clears throat> kind of like what I said before, I think, I think uh, w- whether you believe in Brian Ferentz or not, I-, I think the choice has to be for him to step down, step aside. Um, because otherwise I think you're going to get the same stuff next year. It'll be a different quarterback different I don't think we'll have a different running back but you know maybe some different offensive players but it's going to be the same story yeah and fans will be looking at that very very closely yeah you're right what what would happen you know what happens on the offseason I think it's pretty clear that Padilla is not the answer I mean he just can't make those throws he just can't and so at least we got a chance to really see that you know well let, let me ask something too of you guys did you guys notice maybe it was just me but did you notice that when uh, they brought Padilla in, uh, the whole offense changed to running, and you, all of a sudden you saw the holes? Our our, our O line was doing pretty well, yeah. But when you have when they had Spencer in, it was seventy five, eighty percent throwing. Yeah. What? What? Why? Why can't we establish that run with Spencer? I, I didn't. I didn't understand the whole strategy of the play calling there there yeah, is why isn't there balance there's, there's no balance not. with any of them no it's like I, you got to establish that balance i mean that's how i was always been and then you you go away from it here and yeah, yeah. i mean they score it, it was 17 to nothing in the second half i mean we scored everything and stopped them completely it's just we didn't have it at first they came out ready to play against us and they wanted it worse 
and it took us a long time to figure out how to stop them. And, yeah. you know, there's some fortunate things that happened for us that we, that made it to where they didn't score, but this is going to be a gut check for Kirk Ferentz. I think whether or not he can do the right thing with the offense and make the changes that are needed. If that's, you know, with Brian stepping down or whatever, but they definitely need to make a lot of changes there. I think Kyle hit it on the head when he said, is there anybody in that coaching office that's going to tell him what he needs to hear, not what he wants to hear? That's the biggest thing because as a coach and even just as a boss in corporate America, Marty, you know, you know this too. You didn't want to surround yourself with guys that are just going to agree with you all the time. You want to hear the people that are around. You want to hear their perspectives on how you can be better, how you can evolve and how you can change. It doesn't feel like that that's the case. Now we could be wrong. It just doesn't feel that way. Now, M- Matt, do you feel like, what is your thoughts? Do you really feel like there's going to be changes in the off season? Are we going to see maybe a LeVar Le- Woods be moved to offensive coordinator? Um, are we going to see any changes or do you think we're going to go right back to what we have right now? Maybe Spencer, if he wants to, he can technically come back for one more year. I, I mean, at this point, I think you have to make changes to make it better. I mean, there's nothing else you can do. If you don't make changes, you're going to get the same results and then you're going to be forced to make changes and then it gets nasty. And I, you know, I don't want that. No, no Hawkeye fan wants that. So I think it'd be better if they did it in the off season and if they did it quietly and just made the changes they need to make, they need to go to the transfer portal. Like we talk about a hundred times and utilize that if they're short on positions, it just needs to happen. It just, use the tools it, given to you yeah and we're not right now we're not using adapt the tools. we're not adapting guys i've really backed myself in a corner here with my wardrobe um i had for the first time in a long time got into my closet to wear some casual clothes and i'm like i'm gonna wear something that's not hawkeye today not really anything <laughs> to choose from my friends i um i'm i'm committed to this wardrobe and i uh I backed myself in a corner. I'm going to get a lot of hell as soon as I step out on into the city of Omaha. So let, let, me, ask, pride. let, me, let me ask this question. Maybe this is more towards uh, Kyle since he's been in that locker room. Yeah. So what do you think of the theory? And this is just a theory that uh, you really think that uh, Spencer was hurt. Do you think so? And do you think that maybe his attitude of not even wanting to be out there kind of spread to the team pre- before the game? I mean, I'm, there's always a bit of, of, you know, there's a small part of, I think, they're conspiracy theorists, but, uh, <laughs> you know, who knows, man? I, none of us, I mean, what I saw go on behind the scenes, um, you know, it wasn't, um, you know, there, there were a lot of people, of course, we didn't have too much social media at the time. I mean, there were reporters and photographers in there, you know, every once in a while they, they were asked to, to get out even during halftime and uh, before and after games. And, you know, I, I, I don't know exactly what to, how to answer that other than to say that anything's possible, man. I mean, there could yeah. have been communication, you know, and they wanted to do it, uh, you know, uh, professionally. And uh, I mean, if he is injured, he's got, uh, you know, whatever bowl game, whatever, whatever prep now, um, you know, to, to milk that and take care of it. And, you know, I don't know, man, that's a tough one. But for me personally, I, I you know, there's a bit of conspiracy theorists in all of us. And it wouldn't surprise me if, if something like that went down, you know. Yeah. It's, just, the it's way, just the way they played and they're, they're you know, they're, they, they just didn't come to play. And I, I not at all. 
No, I, I, I hadn't, you know, you, you, saw the, you saw the lack of talent this year at certain positions, but you never, I didn't anyway, see this kind of attitude in which they just weren't ready I mean, or, or they didn't even seem to feel like they wanted to be out there. The, I hadn't the, seen that all year. The, the fumbling was insane. How how many times were put, putting the ball down? Like we fumbled four times, lost three of them. Like, what in the hell is Turnover going margin on? Is ridiculous. You know, you might as well, at the end of the day, Gary Barta might as well just step down and let Kirk be the athletic director because that's how it is right now anyway. You, we don't have an athletic director that we can trust to do the right thing for the fans and for the program. And with things continually moving in this direction like they have with no urgency to make any sort of changes whatsoever, the fans, a lot of fans, most fans feel like they're held hostage to, to the product that we're going to be dealing with. So we kind of are, we are, I mean, but it's, there's certain fans that are happy with the way that things are and you know, the, their voice matters too, as much as we disagree with it. I'm not one of those guys that's right. going to call someone an idiot for feeling that way. Cause you deserve to have an opinion just as much as any of us. You could completely disagree with us. Uh, I had a guy that reached out that said, you guys have the best Hawkeye podcast there is. I love it. I don't agree with 90% of what you guys say, but <laughs> it's the most well done. And I said, all right, well, that was the most backhanded compliment I've ever got in my life. Thank you very much. So anyway, um, guys, I love you. All right. Um, I appreciate all, you know, you guys coming on like this last second. Uh, everybody that's listening, we'll, we'll come back for a bowl game episode. And then after that, I think we're going to have to sit around uh, myself and the sauce and Matt and maybe teleconference Kylan over some stiff drinks and talk about uh, what we're going to do in the off season for a little bit more podcast material. I don't think we're going to take as long as a break as we did last year, but we're going to come out with a different format in the off season. So you guys were wonderful this year. You guys kicked ass. Um, especially when my internet went down multiple times, I was like, honestly, it was like a proud papa. Like I was listening and I had a smile on my face <laughs> the whole time, but you guys did so freaking great. And, um, just to see, you know, I, I've told Matt and then Kyle and then Marty too, like you guys have all grown so much with doing this podcast and, uh, how you guys contribute that it, that we wouldn't be anywhere near where we are if it wasn't for you guys. So thank you for everything. And it was a you frustrating, too, it was thank a frustrating. It was a frustrating season, but you guys definitely made it um, made it a lot more fun, and you guys were wonderful this year. So thank you for everything you guys have done. We're like therapists for each other, man. That's right. Yeah. We got each other's backs. That's what's important. We're all Hawkeye fans. We're in this together. Yeah. And freaking Marty comes in his first year with this, kicks our ass on the pick'em, and then right. just comes in like a seasoned vet and just does such a great Not job. Not even fair. Not Marty. even fair. That's why I always want to say I want to be Marty when I grow up. <laughs> when I watched uh, our first podcast this year, was my first podcast I ever watched. Really? <laughs> Let alone joined one. That's okay. hilarious. Now you're co-host on one. So that's hey, awesome. hey, Marty, I got a question for you. Adam wants to be you when he grows up. Who do you want to be when you grow up? Ooh, uh, that's deep. <laughs> I'm already grown up. <laughs> <laughs> He wants to be the Omaha oh. Hugh Hefner. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to meet Candy. That's what I want. I just want to meet I Candy. I want to meet Candy. There you hey, go. Hey, that's a goal. I promise that I – did you see that comment, Kyle, about your kitchen table? The guy's like, oh, there's candles by Candy there. 
thought that was fantastic. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, geez. I, I'm going to work on getting her to make an appearance. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do I'll, it. I'll, I'll do my best. So, Freak all out. right, guys, I love you. It was a great year, and we'll have one a bowl game episode coming up here in a couple weeks. So, go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go, go Hawks. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Come one, shop all at the JCPenney Friends and Family Sale. Through Wednesday, use your 30% off coupon inside the JCP app and shine on with up to 60% off diamond solitaires and studs. Plus, get carried away with up to 70% off luggage from Samsonite, American Tourister, Skyway, and more. Anyone shops, everyone saves. We got your holiday. JCPenney. Offers valid on select items through 12-7. Offers reflect after coupon savings. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details.